It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we, as women, are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is failing while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Solatini, a woman of substance, insist that women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves in their own bodies just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women from all walks of life who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together, we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears when you realize how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Today's guest, Dory, found inspiration in her own painful high-conflict divorce story and created her business, The Divorce Mentor, to fill her deep need to help others with divorce. Specializing in supporting men and women in logistical and emotional parts of their messy divorce. Dory is known to her clients and some lawyers as a client's best kept secret, my divorce concierge, and her personal favorite, the divorce Sherpa. Hi, Dory. Good morning, Tina. Welcome to Confidence in Bloom. It is a pleasure to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, awesome. Um, Tell me what you're celebrating this week. Well, I just recently returned from a trip to Italy with my two young teenage boys, and that's something I'll be celebrating for a lifetime. It was an amazing trip and about so much more than just travel. It was a bucket list item that I got to scratch off post-divorce, and it was just the most amazing experience for a million different reasons. I bet you bonded a lot more with your kids. Yeah, I I really did. It was an incredible journey to have with them, to plan with them. But so much more than that, it was about proving to myself as a single parent that being a single parent isn't going to hold me back from experiences that I wanted to have with my kids. It was about doing something out of my comfort zone. It was scary. So many things could go wrong if you did. And it all turned out better than I ever hoped for. Wow. That's, and that is what, I mean, you know, they say, what do they say? Plan for the worst or prepare, plan for the worst, 
prepare for the the best, or do I have it messed up? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, there were there right. Were I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, and that's great. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I've been to Italy a few times now, and it, it's beautiful. I mean, things go wrong no matter where you are. It's a beautiful country to have things go wrong in. You're right. Absolutely. You know, it was just, there's so much in that trip, so much more than, than seeing what the country had to offer. It was about seeing independence in my young teen boys and feeling really great about what they're up to, to take on. It was about really going out of my comfort zone and doing a physical hike that was beyond my ability, but able being able to get through it and to show the kids that you can do hard things when you want to. It was about the anxiety of just me being the one that was going to be responsible for solving any problems that came up. It was uh, it was life-changing, truly. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, so, I mean, obviously the trip itself was a celebration, right? I mean, but how did you how did you show the boys that you can celebrate this? Well, I think to me it's, it all circles back now with this chapter in my life to the feelings and being able to really pause and reflect on what was hard about that, to be honest about what was hard about that, to be honest about some anxiety before we left, uh, and to be able to share that with them. Be able to say, this felt really big. This felt really risky. It was our first time in Italy. In fact, our first time for all three of us in Europe. It was international travel these days, which is really interesting and full of risk. And for me to acknowledge honestly with them that that this is really pretty scary for moms and then to show them that we're going to do it anyways. I love it. And they, they must have, like, I mean, I know that they have respect for you no matter what because you're an awesome mom. But this must have shown them, like, a side of them that, or a side of you that they may not have expected to see. You're absolutely or, right. Yeah. You're right. Or, I mean, yeah, maybe that, they that did it. expect that from you. I mean, you're a strong woman. Maybe they were like, yeah, mom's got this. Did, did they give you any kind of indication of how they were feeling or thinking? Yeah, I, I think that was sort of the general feeling of success when we came home is that I stretched outside of what I felt good about, felt confident doing, and and did it in front of them. And I think I surprised myself, and I, I do believe I surprised them to some degree, particularly on that hike that just about killed me. But showing them that, you know, this is hard and I want to do this for you because I love you and I don't want, you know, your mom to hold you back. So I'm going to really, really push and I'm going to do something that felt impossible. And, you know, I know they would have done that hike a lot faster (laughs) if I weren't there, but I also felt that they were pretty impressed with mom. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Congratulations. I wouldn't even (laughs) attempt it. (laughs) It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Amazing. Well, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, it's a beautiful country, so it had to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful 38 degrees, too, so that was an oh, I, Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't do heat very well as, as it is. <laughs> Tell me something about a challenge that you faced, not necessarily on your trip, but just any time in your life 
um, and, and how you like how you faced it and how you dealt with it. Ooh, um, well, there's been a number of, of challenges in my life. Um, the one that stands out probably as the greatest challenge of my life was a period of time when I was dealing with the breakdown of my marriage that ended up including a, a really high conflict divorce. And at the same time, my mom was dying of cancer and I was her caretaker. So my days were filled with phone calls from lawyers or, you know, sessions with a parenting coordinator or across cancer or, you know, whatever was on my, my agenda that day it wasn't very positive. And through that process, both of those experiences with my mom and my divorce, it was just wallop after wallop after wallop. A really unpredictable time. And, uh, you know, you're in survival mode. And it went on and on and on. There were three years in particular that it was extremely heavy. And the old way that Dory would deal with challenges in the past was to be a stuffer. I was great at putting a fake smile on and distracting myself through my work or, you know, whatever I could do just to shut the feelings off for a bit and take a bit of a reprieve. And this time it surprised me and it was too big and too much and too hard and there was no distracting myself from it. So I had to really recognize that what I knew as a, a person then in you know mid-40s, what I knew to be the way to deal with things wasn't going to work. And I had to seek new ways to do hard things. And uh, it was a life changer. You know, I ended... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You finish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I ended up um, really investing for the first time in my life in my mental health. I, um, for the first time in my life, asked for help when I needed it. That was never the way Dory did things. I was always there helping others, never really able to, you know, openly receive help from others until that time in my life. And I got really serious about self-growth, personal development, feeling the feelings for the first time, Um, you know, treating myself with tenderness, making self-care a practice, and using every tool that I could get my hands on to get through the painful chapter in my life. Yeah, that was that's what I was going to ask you, if you reached out to, you know, get help, because, I mean, it was a lot. It, that, that's a lot, right? And, I mean, divorce is not easy to begin with, especially when you have children. Uh, and then it got messy, like you said, which had to make it that much more. And then, of course, with your mom dying, whoa, that was a lot at one time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, now, obviously, you had support. I mean, you, you reached out for help, but I'm sure that between family and friends of you, your mom, and, you know, friends that you had with your marriage, you had the support there already. You just needed to, you know, let them know that you were willing to ask them for help. Oh, yes. My life is full of beautiful, giving, loving people. But my mistake was not not really being brave enough to to share and to tell people what had been going on behind my front door. 
and reach out and say, you know, I'm really struggling right now. I'm really hurting. I'm really unsure about how to navigate this. And it took me longer than I wish it had for me to open up, be authentic, and to start looking for ways to deal with what was going on rather than just stiff upper lips, fucked up, fake it till you make it. Right. But that is, I would think, part of the journey as well. You have to know how much you're hurting in order for you to to know you have to get help. Yeah, and I, I was never one to acknowledge it. You know, I had dealt with, you know, pretty significant grief and loss, and I'd overcome some big challenges in my previous to that. I wasn't new to, you know, dealing with these things that life hands us. I had some skills. I think I was perceived as a very, very strong, confident, capable person. Um, But I was not good at looking within and doing the work. Wow. Oh, you need it. Right. (laughs) And now with with your job, like with your divorce mentor position, you use those, that part of your story to help your clients ask for help outside of their, you know, like outside of you, like for their, you know, emotional and mental health support. I do it every day. Yeah, you yeah. know that, okay, yeah. you need you need to ask for help and you sort of insist on that when you are working with your clients. Well, I think the, the most powerful thing that I see happen, and, you know, I work mostly virtually, so I see these faces on my screen, whether it's in a group program or in private coaching, there's this magical moment when I can share with them that what they're addressing or feeling, that maybe they feel shame or guilt or regret about and are afraid to say out loud, that I can say, that is textbook and that happened to me too. And, you know, give yourself a break if you're feeling this, that, or the next thing. Um, let it go. You've got nothing to hide. You know, let's really put it out there and be brave about that, and that's the first step to figuring out what to do about it. And, you know, people don't, they don't share often a lot of the big heavy, heavy things that they're feeling through the divorce process. In a group program, it's even more magical when you can see, you know, I I see nine or ten faces on my screen that are sharing that they're all feeling the same thing. They're all scared about something similar, or they're all feeling angry with themselves for why did I stay so long? Why did I pick this one? Why did I tolerate that? Why why was I not good enough? Um, and when you can see those walls start to melt because they realize it's a safe place to share these things that they weren't feeling very confident about, then the magic really starts to begin. Yeah, I can imagine it's like you start to lift your your whole body is like oh you feel that magic happening. Yeah, you can That's see it in their yeah. smile on their face, and that wow, okay, I'm not losing my mind. I'm supposed to feel this way. I'm going to let myself off the hook a little bit, and I'm going to start to lean into um, being open about it. That's awesome. I feel a little bit of that. I mean, I'm not in the middle of a divorce, but I feel that magic happening to me. Like, I I can just imagine working with you and how that would feel when you look back on your past story. Yeah. What's one mistake that you've made 
that and how did you navigate sort of this one huh Uh, (laughs) well uh you know when i think about recent history a mistake that i made was was believing that getting divorce papers was going to mean i had a new life you know you 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 work really really hard in the logistics of divorce in the business of divorce whether it be forensic sounding stuff complex litigation, you know, the giant mass of paperwork. And there seems to be this this finish line. And the finish line is when you have a divorce decree and you've got your paperwork back in the court. And, you know, you're supposed to be able to snap your fingers and now be happy. And what a grave mistake it was expecting that to be the case. Because that's where really is the start line for the emotional healing is when you have the business of divorce concluded. So I was really disappointed when I got through that that process, and I still was really hurting, and I didn't know where I was going. I still had fear of my future, had concern that my future behind me, and so I had to. At that point, even though I was really um, and and tired of the process that's when I had to dig deep and find the energy to do the biggest, most important, most excruciating, but also most worth it um, work of recovery. In the-, the easy and part is getting... Just a- <laughs> it wasn't just a divorce party. This was about you. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody in a divorce can, can stop there. You can stop when you have the paperwork in hand and take your foot off the gas and say, okay, now I'm done. But then what? Um, you know, the best reward for me is when a client starts to realize this beautiful new chapter. And you don't get there unless you have done the healing work, unless you have looked internally and are ready to own your own role in the demise of your marriage, unless you, you know, are clear about your core values and, and um, staying on the high road and doing whatever work it takes to do that unless you've healed from all of the things that have happened and then done the work to decide what are my goals and how do I want my life to look now and what do I need to do to accomplish that, you're just stuck as a person with divorce papers. The great new life doesn't happen without doing the inventory on yourself and doing the the development work internally. And it's hard, part of it all. Because right now you would say that you are at your happiest that you've ever ha- felt. Absolutely, hands down, the happiest, most at peace, most self-aware, most settled I have ever been in my 50 years. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> How does a, tor- a story tell confidence? How does a story tell confidence? Well... You know, my confidence comes from overcoming something. I wasn't so sure I would be able to overcome. And, you know, I think I can circle that back to lots of challenges in my life, whether they were business goals, um, personal struggles, whatever it was, you know, some big, hairy, audacious goal, something that you wanted to do that you were really, really nervous about and unsure if you should even say out loud for fear that you would fail at it. Um, if I can tell my story with this seemed like I wouldn't be able to achieve it, 
but I did it anyways, then that to me is the confidence in the story. You know, I can do hard things and I can tell you at the highlights of my story when I did hard things, why they were hard, what I did about it, what attempts I made and failed, and then how I eventually did, you know, be able to put a check mark beside it. So my story involves all kinds of up and downs. And um, I think that there's as much, if not more, learning in the downs as there are in the ups. Yeah. Uh, you're, like, you're amazing. What skills are needed, do you think, to show, like, the confidence in, in a story? Mm. Well, I am a Brene Brown junkie. So, you know, not surprisingly, with that said, I think vulnerability is the absolute number one, without a doubt, skill that you need to show confidence in your story. You need to be brave enough to look at the good, the bad, the ugly of your own story, decisions, behaviors, and to share it fearlessly. You know, I admire people the most when they can confidently talk about how they stumbled. And they can do that, um, you know, with, with enough self-esteem, with enough um, confidence and belief in their self-worth that they're not trying to hide the mucky parts of themselves. They're, they're sharing their whole person and uh, able to maybe inspire others or normalize things for others when they can tell their story with all the unflattering parts so that you need to show your confidence. Yeah, and, and failure is part of success, right? We have to accept it. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and your missteps, your meltdowns, you know, owning those things, I think, shows that you know yourself authentically, you're willing to look at yourself with curiosity, you're over it so that you can say it out loud for the great benefit of somebody else that's hearing you share it. Um, and you're able to say, you know, I am who I am. The good, the bad, the ugly. And I can stand in that light. That's empowering to me. I love that. I love that. Um, confidence comes from the stories we tell ourselves. Can you explain what that means in, in your mind? Uh, yeah. So to me, that feels like positive self-talk. Um, it feels like choosing your attitude. It feels like a gratitude practice. You know, that hits a lot of buttons for me. Um, my personal belief is that there are silver linings in every hardship, every mistake, every stumble, every difficulty that we go through. And if your mindset is to look at yourself with curiosity instead of judgment, to have grace for yourself, to not be the one to beat yourself up about what happened if you were the one that was responsible for that terrible thing, whatever it may be, but to look at yourself with curiosity and to say, okay, so I did that. I can't change it. Why did I do that? What's here to learn from it? And ultimately, what is the silver lining? You know, that happened, and I'm going to use it for good. What is it? What did I learn? What do I know better for next time? What did this clarify for me? Um, how did I grow? Not that I'm, I'm, you know, being disappointed in yourself, being not proud of something that you did. That's just the baby step. 
if you follow that all the way through uh, bravely and vulnerably, then there's always a gift. Right. That's, uh, yeah. That's yeah. That's I, that's beautiful. When you're working with your clients, what is the final outcome that you are working for? Well, I work with clients that are pre-divorce in the decision-making process, um, clients that are in the process, and clients that are post-divorce trying to do the recovery work. So the particular logistical outcomes from clients, and you know, as you can imagine, on different points of the path is very different. But the overarching goal of my practice is to save my clients time and expense and ultimately, most importantly of all, uh, to save them the stress and the trauma, and the same for their children. You know, there are a hundred ways to navigate the divorce process, and with a good guide through it, I know that we can make it quicker, cheaper, and easier if we do the work together. Well, yeah, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dory, this was... Sorry, I didn't mean sure. to cut you off. This this was amazing. I love talking with you. You know, I mean, we are friends outside of the podcast, but I, I love it. I just and, and and the way you explain your your answers, I just it makes me feel like I'm sitting right there with you and we're working together. Oh, thank you, Tina. I know we we've shared some amazing conversations, uh, good times and bad times in the past and over the years. And I, I know you feel the same way about me, that being vulnerable and putting it all out there and letting the world know who you are is the best way to get through it. And that's where the confidence Absolutely. comes from. Yep, yep, 100%. Um, where can we find you on social media? Well, my website is the, the divorcementor.ca. Links to my Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram are on there as well, uh, at Divorce Mentor on Insta and the the Divorce Mentor on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a great conversation and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did, Tina. I was late to the party, but I am currently an absolute podcast junkie. So this was a real thrill to be on here with you today. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is, they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.